Welcome to Beyond Grit, the podcast that seeks to create and foster a community of people who want to learn, develop, and employ the 10 powerful practices to gain a high-performance edge. Whether you're an athlete, a parent, a coach, or just someone looking to improve yourself, the Beyond Grit podcast shows you step-by-step how to reach your peak potential. The Beyond Grit podcast is based on the book Beyond Grit, written by Sandra Kampoff, PhD, founder, and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, and a professor at Minnesota State University, Mankato. Sindra, a keynote speaker and entrepreneur, is also a certified mental performance coach for professional athletes, executives, and championship teams from around the nation, including the NFL's Minnesota Vikings. Sindra's co-host is Tim McNiff, Emmy Award-winning news and sports journalist, strategic communications consultant, and storyteller for the National Sports Center. This is the Beyond Grit Podcast. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Beyond Grip Podcast, episode 28. I'm Tim McNiff, alongside PhD Cinder Kampoff, certified mental performance coach, keynote speaker, esteemed professor at Minnesota State University of Mankato, and founder and CEO of Mentally Strong Consulting, which provides keynotes and trainings to business and sports teams seeking to help you, your staff, or your athletes gain the high-performance edge. And a reminder, you can contact Cinder via email, at Cindra at CindraCampoff.com. And welcome back, the one and only, the pride of Mankato, Minnesota, Dr. Cindra Campoff. Oh my gosh, you're so awesome, Tim. I'm like the one and only Tim McNiff. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, my friend? I'm doing really great. How are you? I missed uh, seeing you last week since uh, we didn't record. So I'm doing good. How are you? I Likewise. Um, I, I followed along. Um, and, and I want to touch on again, and I'm going to ask a little bit more about this later in the, in the podcast, but uh, following along with the High Performance Mindset Summit, which you put together, and uh, what a great collection of minds and uh, collective advice for people to, to get there. So if people want to still access the, the High Performance uh, Mindset Summit, how can they do that? Uh, they can actually just head over to highperformancemindsetsummit.com. Um, so that's highperformancemindsetsummit.com. And Tim, like, I'm still blown away. <laughs> you know, it's sort of like when I got done interviewing all these 21 experts about mindset and how to really um, thrive during this time period, not just survive. Like, I felt better and I felt different and I felt more on purpose. And I think that's saying a lot if I already know all this and I just, I've, I've learned a lot and have some new tools in my toolbox. And so it's really been fun. And the way people are engaging is really awesome. And just the comments that we've gotten, um, people really feel more grounded. They feel more positive. They feel like they have more strategies to tackle all the things that we can't control right now. So it's been fun and it's free. So you can head over to the website and you can listen to the interview that Tim and I did together. Absolutely. It'll sound a little bit like this podcast, uh, probably. I ask all the questions and Sidri has all the knowledge, but it's amazing to tap into some of the people that you have been who are in some really you know, high places and work with some big organizations and some teams and to kind of look at what they wanted to talk about, what they put out as priorities was really uh, interesting, insightful. And you could see by their comments in social media, how much they appreciated being a part of this. You put together something. And and so you put together sort of this all-star team and it was great to see them not only show up, but to really give. Yeah, they really gave and they really like brought it. So that was really fun because I think it was me, the person interviewing them, 
you know, like I was just impressed that they just, uh, all their interviews were so different. So that was really also cool how um, maybe one person described, this is how you should deal with your emotions. And this person described, you know, a strategy to stay more in the present. So it was really cool, just the wide variety of like um, knowledge and expertise they brought. But yeah, they were really happy to be part of it. And it's impacted thousands and thousands of people already. So uh, fun. Fabulous. And an extension of what we try to do here on the Beyond Grit podcast, where we are moving in to a new practice, practice number six. We're in the backhand, uh, backside of this book already. Can you believe it? Crazy. I can't believe it. It's gone too fast. <laughs> I agree. Well, there are 10 practices in the book, 52 chapters. We're on to the 28th chapter, the sixth practice. And practice number six is own the moment. And Dr. Kampoff writes in the book, Beyond Grit, the world's best stay present moment focused. They recognize that they can't control the past or the future but they are empowered to reach their highest potential when they're engaged in the present moment. And you, uh, you know what, I'm about to jump into that, and I shouldn't because I'll put the brakes on. I'm pumping the brakes. we got to go back and talk about Chapter 27, review that, don't take things personally. And our homework was to think like a 60-year-old. And, and by that, you meant what? This is what I meant. So there's this uh, quote that I love by Dr. Daniel Amen, and he yes. said, when you're 18, you worry about what everyone is thinking of you. When you're 40, you don't give a darn what anyone thinks of you. And when you're 60, you realize no one's been thinking about you at all. Yeah. <laughs> so the point that we were making there is, uh, and this is one thing that I see a lot of people struggle with today. I was on a run with some friends, six feet apart, of course. Uh, but we were talking about how it's really easy to take things personally when Really, people do things because of them, not because of us. So, and the more we don't take it personally, we, the more we protect our motivation and, and our and our confidence. Just avoid a lot of baggage, too. Yeah, I mean, it just yeah, there's just a lot of baggage out there. I realize, you know, that I've, I've, you've given us several concepts in these books, but this is this is the one. Think like a sixty year old. It brings the statement right back to you. It centers you. It grounds. And it, my favorite, one of my favorite sayings is, "It's not about you." Yeah. And that's what this is really telling people. And I talked about, you know, on the last episode, like this is something that I have to practice every day. Like I'm not, I'm not great at this still, you know, so, but it just is really be me being mindful of when I take things personally and then shifting my attention. And it's something I learned growing up. My mom took things personally a lot. Um, so I really have to practice it. So I don't continue to have my kids do the same. <laughs> wanting to avoid those same things. No, I get it. But I think it's that's one of those chapters that we all do it. It's hard not to take things personally. Sometimes people make decisions. I always come back to driving when I'm driving a car behind the wheel. <laughs> but people do stuff and you want to take it personally and you have to realize, you know, yeah, I, I came across, a, I was on the way to a, a meeting last week and I came across the a car accident, which had happened just moments before. Wow. And the people were very upset. You know, they were very emotional. And I got out of my vehicle and I tried talking to them to calm them down, you know, and to make sure they were okay. And, and you know, just in that, in that moment, you're saying things to people and you're trying to get them not to be too hard on themselves and not to, you know, because now you're past, the, you're past the mistake, you're past the accident. How do you move forward? you know, most effectively, how do you protect yourself from potential litigation? I'm not a lawyer, but I'm just like, you want people to settle down and be able to represent themselves in the moment as accurately, you know, as possible. So, I mean, it's hard not to take things personally. I think we all are, are guilty of that. So uh, now we move into a new practice. 
and this is the sixth practice, and um, we're going to be mindful. And I really, um, I really like this chapter. You start out by talking about a list of all these high-performing athletes, and they all practice mindfulness. Um, and you use an example of, uh, of Phil Jackson. And if people right now are watching the ESPN special, I'm not sure if you um, watched the first two chapters of The Last Dance. We watched it at the beginning, and then we recorded it, so we got to go back to it. But we watched it a little bit. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. And you get an example of you know, the line Phil Jackson as a coach of Chicago Bulls had to walk because he had a guy in his locker room who you really couldn't dictate things to because he, you know, he was like so far above everyone else playing the game of basketball, but yet he got him to buy into mindfulness, and it helped Michael Jordan. It did help Michael Jordan. And so Phil Jackson is, has been described as like the Zen master. Um, and so he really worked to practice mindfulness and meditation, which we're going to talk about today. He hired a meditation teacher named George Mumford to work with the players. And George worked with Michael Jordan. I heard George speak at um, our sports psychology conference, Tim. And uh, <laughs> I was like starstruck by him. He came into the room and I was just like, oh my God, there's George Mumford. You know, like I had read his book and uh, I kind of was laughing at myself at my reaction, but I have a great picture with me and George, you know, um, just and and just soaked in everything that he said. He almost looked like Yoda or <laughs> like he just like had this ambiance of Yoda. So I felt like as I was hearing him speak, he was Yoda and he has a amazing book where he describes like the power of mindfulness and actually how to practice it. It's called the mindful athlete secrets to peak performance. And um, I've recommended it to not just athletes and coaches, but um, a lot of my clients who, you know, are business leaders and CEOs and they've loved it as well. Cause it's mindfulness isn't just something we practice when we're in sports. So let's talk about that because you mentioned that, uh, that George was a meditation teacher Yes. You also say in the chapter, um, last fall I took a mindfulness meditation class so I could offer a similar experience to high, high performers. Um, what is meditation? What is mindfulness? Is there I, a difference? There is a difference, and I'm so grateful that you asked that question. So let's define mindfulness first. And um, really I use the the definition by John Kabat-Zinn. So he was the leader in kind of bringing mindfulness to, I think, this century. He talks about this in his book, Full Catastrophe Living. And he says, mindfulness means paying attention in a particular way on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. Okay, so I'm going to say that again. Paying attention in a particular way on purpose. And he actually describes it like life, like your life depends on it. Okay, in the present, non-judgmentally. So you're not judging yourself you're just really paying attention what, to what's going on in the moment. And mindful meditation is slightly different. That's typically more of like a formal seated meditation practice. There are different types of meditation like um, breath awareness meditation or love and kindness meditation or kind of a mantra-based meditation. And both of them have similar benefits. And both of them, like the athletes that I listed at the beginning of the book, such as Phil Jackson, um, Carrie Walsh, Jennings, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Russell Wilson, um, Misty May Trainer, they've all practiced both mindfulness and meditation. So in this chapter, um, you write about uh, mindfulness, 
you say choosing to be awake in the moment, know what you are thinking, feeling, and doing. But the really important part of that is you said there's a non-judgmental component. What does that mean? What that means is that you're not judging yourself in the moment. And this is can be really difficult, Tim. I was um, over the last week studying a woman named Susan David's work, and she has a great book called Emotional Agility. And she describes that at least one, one third of us judge our emotions as good or bad, or we suppress these emotions. And particularly during this time of COVID-19, like that doesn't help us. And so mindfulness would be where you're noticing how you're feeling. You're not judging it, but you're just noticing. You're not really working to change it. You're just accepting it as is. And you're not fighting or judging the situation. You're just noticing it and becoming aware of it. And I think that's really powerful right now because there's so many things that are outside of our control. And um, people kind of are on this emotional roller coaster, right? Where one day they're feeling good, one day they're feeling frustrated, bored, and lonely, and stressed, you know, maybe because of finances. And so mindfulness can really help you just notice how you're feeling, not judging yourself, because guess what? Everybody's in this together. Everybody is experiencing the same thing. And I think um, when we don't judge ourselves, we actually perform better, we're more happy, and we're more connected to our authenticity. You, you, you put uh, near the bottom of page 163, and I, 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 when I read the book, I highlighted all except for two sentences of the last <laughs> four paragraphs. So That's when, awesome. when, when I do that, sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, no, but what, what are you really getting out of this? So then I go back to a pen, and I put a star next to, mindfulness will inevitably improve your self-awareness. Enhance your performance at work and at home. Increase happiness. Reduce stress. Help you think like the world's best and help you free yourself of the habits that you don't like, the stuff that prevents you from getting to your next level. And that's where, to me, this is where the rubber hits the road in the sense of, well, yeah, it's a great concept. Fine. But what does it do for me other than, like, lower my breathing or my heart rate? No. You're telling us right there. It will improve your self-awareness. It will enhance your performance at work, at home. It will increase your happiness. It will reduce your stress. It will help you to think like the world's best and free yourself of the habits that you don't like, which are inevitably the stuff that prevents us from getting to the next level. So this isn't just something to be, it's not just a nice idea. It is an effective business sports um, skill. Yes. And I really appreciate what you just said, Tim, a skill. So, you know, like we talk about how you can't take a day off of training your mind, right? It's the same kind of thing, like you can't take a day off of being mindful. And if mindful really just means paying attention to how you're feeling in a particular way on purpose, like your life depends on it, right? Like just noticing what's happening, being in the present and not doing it judgmentally and doing it moment to moment, that's the power of mindfulness. And when you work to bring your attention back to the moment, and that's what this practice is really about is like being in the present moment, owning the moment. Your best only happens in the present moment. It doesn't happen when you're thinking about the future or the past. And so that's the power of this is you can fully experience whatever you're doing. And for athletes, that means you're more likely to get in the flow. You're more likely to experience like a peak performance. And I think for, for you and me, Tim, it also means like um, we're more productive because we're able to get into our work. But then also in day-to-day -day life, we don't miss like 
the awesomeness of what's happening with our family right now, right? Like we're able to be fully there and we're not thinking about what we have to do later or what happened in the past. Well, and you do go on to say the, the first line in paragraph two on page 164, for the record, mindfulness is a lot easier said than done. Yes, it is. <laughs> I have to practice it every day. And the reason is, is because your natural like biological tendencies in, in your mind is more of like your mind is like a monkey mind. And you can kind of think about it when I talk about this in seminars and keynotes. It's like think of your monkey like you're a monkey going from tree to tree to tree looking for some fruit, right? And it goes from thought to thought to thought to thought to thought. And I feel like my mind is like that sometimes, you know, I'm just going from idea to idea to idea. And so biologically, like your mind is restless, it's easily distracted, it's, it, it, it focuses more on things you can't control, things that are missing, than things that you have or things that you can control. And so that's why it's powerful and essential really to train our mind, because when we train it, like that allows us to move beyond just our biology and really have our mind help us, not just hurt us. No, monkey mind really hit home for me because I've been in a project recently, and I know when my area, where my areas of strength are, and when the conversation, which I have to pay attention to and I have to learn also, gets into that part of which, which is sort of like takes me back to school. When I start talking about stuff that doesn't immediately ring my bell, requires me to stay with it, suddenly I find myself thinking about anything and everything other than what they're talking about at the moment. I'm like, oh, no, no, stop it, stop it, stop it. Focus, yeah. focus, focus. you got to listen in. you got to listen in. Well, you you give this exercise, mindful, not monkey mind. And then you also on the next page, give one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different ways that a person can practice uh, getting your attention back to the moment and focusing on your self awareness. Yeah. So I think at the heart of this is uh, bringing your attention back to the present over and over again, right? Moment to moment, just noticing where your mind is non judgmentally. And bringing it back. And I felt, Tim, similarly, like I think I'm online right now more than ever. So I'm on Zoom calls like hour after hour. And I, you know, there's been a few days where I'm just sitting in front of my computer and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even pay attention to anymore, right? So I'm really having to practice this myself. And I love this list of six things that um, could you could use to really implement mindfulness. So one example I gave is like just take a five to 15 minute walk in the morning just to quiet your mind and notice how you're feeling and your emotions and your body. Again, not judging it, just noticing it. You could um, do mindful driving where you kind of notice how you're feeling and the tension in your body. You could um, try mindful eating. And I've done this in some of my workshops where I bring in like a chocolate kiss or something fun. And we do like mindful eating where we're really like tasting it and, you know, eating this kiss for like two minutes. And all of a sudden you realize, wow, all I do is typically just kind of shovel things in my mouth. I don't really even taste it. So you can just, you know, even do mindful eating where you're really like taking mindful bites, bringing your, bringing your senses into it, maybe even smell uh, the food. Um, and then, you know, it's just about noticing these thoughts and particularly the thoughts that are really judgmental. Like I'm so stupid for saying that, or I can't believe I did that. You just, working to judge yourself less. Um, and there's amazing meditation classes you can take. I took one <clears throat> for, through the University of Minnesota's um, 
Center for Spirituality and Healing, and it was, I loved it. So, you know, there's ways that you can do that. There's also amazing apps on your phone. My favorite is called Stop, Breathe, Think. Um, it's a free app or Headspace to really, like you could use this to kind of guide you through this, um, particularly the meditation part, if you want to try that and start that. Well, one thing I've noticed is, so I was um, doing something yesterday and, and right in the moment I was like walking up a flight of stairs and I was thinking, you shouldn't be doing this. You should be doing something else right now. You're, you're, you, you're always like this. This is what you do. You know what you're supposed to be doing, yet you're doing something else. And I, and I was really caught myself in the moment of, okay, there's a heavy dose of reality here, but I haven't really negatively talked to myself like that in a while. And so I kind of caught myself in sort of like I was really kind of a negative thing. But at the same time, I think it got my attention, and I really did go back and then do those things I was supposed to do. Um, so it is, it is a constant tug of war and you've given me sort of things to talk about. So like when I do say things to myself or hear other people saying things about themselves, you really do become sensitive to the way you hear people. And then sometimes when you hear the own voices in your head. Yeah. And we are the, the meanest to ourselves. <laughs> you know, we, we don't talk to ourselves like our best friend would. So soften that voice can really help you, particularly during this time, but um, help you be a better athlete, help you be a better coach, help you be a better professional, a better dad or a better mom, a better sister, right? Because I know if I judge myself less, I judge others less. And judgment really gets in the way of developing great relationships. Well, let's talk about it. What is our homework for uh, chapter 28 and um, being mindful? So your your homework this week is to practice mindfulness. So this week, moment to moment, just notice where your thoughts are non-judgmentally. Just work to bring your attention back to the present. And moment to moment seems like a lot. So I think just the idea of like, okay, this week I'm going to practice being mindful, being in the present moment non-judgmentally, um, and just being here. And, and I want you to notice the changes. I want you to notice the benefits. And I want, want you to notice... Uh, even how your relationships get more deeper, maybe you're more productive because of it as well. All right. Would you please give us the high-performance power phrase? I work to notice my thoughts, emotions, and body in the present moment. I quiet my monkey mind by staying in the present moment. And um, I had written here on the outline about the high-performance mindset. We touched on it at the beginning. If people didn't get that, uh, one more time, uh, what did you put together with the high-performance mindset? and How can people access it? And if they do, what will they get? So uh, you can head over to highperformancemindsetsummit.com. It's expert interviews with 21 experts talking about different mental strategies to deal with change and adversity. And what you're going to learn is uh, various strategies for your toolbox to help you be more in the present help you reduce fear and anxiety and really allow you not just to survive during this time period, but thrive. Well, I don't know if you've ever gone deeper into the toolbox uh, of your own uh, making than you do on the chapter we just did. I mean, you give the whole of the exercise of the mindful, not monkey mind. And then there's seven other things you recommend that people can do. So if you've got the book, uh, pages 164 and 165 are, are truly valuable. Um, we did discuss before we uh, recorded today, and as Cinder pointed off at the top, we'd gone a week without speaking to each other. And as we record, we are still in the, in the grips of this uh, pandemic. 
And um, it's obvious to both of us that it's, it's really tough to think and talk about anyone else being sort of our gritty people of the week other than the people who have and still are uh, on the front line of this whole fight against uh, COVID-19 and the pandemic. And we just are, are humbled yeah, by, the, by the efforts put forth by the doctors and the nurses and the first responders and everyone who has had just a, I can't even, hard for me to describe what they must be going through. So they are, they are beyond grit the walking personification of Beyond Grit. Uh, we also, though, discussed uh, something that had uh, just happened that we both paid a lot of attention to, and we thought there was really a, a way that people could drive benefit from uh, the NFL draft. And, uh, the way, and I'm going to let you say this, uh, doctor, but um, what we were discussing was those players who put one, two, three, or four years of, of work as a college player into – trying to, at least two, I guess, trying to get to, from college football to the NFL draft, lifted all the weights, went to all the practices, played in the game, sent out scouting film, got an agent, seven rounds went by and they didn't get drafted. Right. That's, those are the gritty people that I want to just give a shout out to. Um, it doesn't mean that your journey's not over. And, uh, you know, they have had to put out a lot of grit and had to have this, had to really follow this big dream that, um, may or may not come true, but I think the key is, is to stay hopeful because there are opportunities to come for them. Um, and I know to go through the draft, it can be disappointing and not get drafted. But Tim, what I know of watching the world's best is they don't stop. And when they have this desire, they move forward with it. And they, they take this adversity and allow it to work for them, not against them meaning they have this kind of watch me mentality, right? And so if you, oh, like Stefan Diggs of the, of the Minnesota Vikings, who now is going to the Bills, yep. but he had the same desire that it was like, okay, I was drafted in the fifth round of the draft and hey, I'm going to show you what I can do. So um, keep it strong, keep believing, stay hopeful, stay optimistic, because that's what powers your grit. And, and I'm going to go to the person that you could have gone to and probably intentionally did not, the personification of this is obviously your guy, Adam Thielen, who you met when he was playing for the Mavs at uh, Minnesota State. Absolutely. Yeah, I could have used him. And I think about um, uh, Shane Zilstra right now. Like, he's also somebody I've been thinking a lot about. He was ranked as, like, one of the top wide receivers in Division Two. Just finished at Minnesota State with a phenomenal, like, season and didn't get drafted. You know, so – um, my heart goes out to them, but it's like, okay, got to keep it alive. It doesn't mean that it's over. and It doesn't mean that you still can't reach your dreams. And that's the reason why we wanted to bring this out, because all of us are like those young men who didn't get drafted. There's going to come a point in time where we've prepared for something. We've, we've focused on it. We've given our best effort, and it hasn't worked. That's not the time to quit. That's no, the time to look for what, what, what the other avenue is. Right. Most people would quit, but not you. So No, it, not you know, us. Got diving deep in there, remind yourself what you really want and sticking with it because there's going to be adversity and controversy along the way. It's about really who can stick with their goals and continue to believe in themselves and their ability that in the end are the people that uh, are going to be able to reach their dreams. What do you want people to put on their grit board? I would love people to put on their grit board, mindful, not monkey mind, to remind yourself of the standard, work to like reduce that monkey mind. Doesn't mean that you're never going to have it <laughs> again, right? But it just means noticing it and getting back into the present. 
Great to hear your sunshine personality. I love how often you laugh when you talk. You're, you're, you're a, a ray of sunshine in this world. I hope you know that. Thank you, Tim. That's so kind of you. And it was awesome to connect with you again today. Um, I can't wait to keep this journey with, it, with everybody listening as well. Me too. You want to read us out this week? Go ahead. Absolutely. So this week, my friends, stay gritty and be mentally strong. And thanks for joining us. The Beyond Grit podcast seeks to help you reach your potential. So check out this and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also leave us your questions and comments. And you can find the Beyond Grit podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, where we encourage you to rate and review this podcast. Because guess what? When you do that, this allows us to reach more and more people each week. So, uh, and really get this into the hands of more people that need it. So, Tim, what else do you got to say? I just got to say, you couldn't, you couldn't read it like it was written because you would have had to say where you could find more of my own brilliant content. <laughs> you would think yourself to read that. You're humble, which makes you even more wonderful. Uh, she's the one and only Dr. Cinder Kampoff. I'm Tim McNiff. I'm the sidekick on this. I'm never so happy to be a sidekick than when I'm doing this, this podcast. If you do this, if you tell your friends, if you tell your, your co-workers, all of you are going to be in a better place tomorrow than you are today. This is the best thing I've got going right now, and I hope you feel the same way about it. It is the Beyond Grit Podcast, and we'll see you next week right here. Thank you for engaging with the Beyond Grit Podcast, where we help you reach your peak potential. You can find past episodes and other great content on the NSC blog page, Beyond the Bench, where you can also post your questions and comments. The Beyond Grit Podcast is a production of the National Sports Center and Beyond the Bench.